Life is hectic, demanding, and doesn't stop. When honest with ourselves, we must confess we often don't know what the hell we're doing. The LARCast is an ongoing conversation about the inclusive and mischievous nature of God's presence through the lens of all the things that make up this phenomenon we refer to as life. Astonishing grace and refreshing honesty collide right here for your weekly encouragement. Welcome back to the LARCast. Russ, how you doing, man? Cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers to you. Good to see you. It's morning. We're recording in the morning, so good morning. I don't know when you're listening to this, but for us, it's it's morning. It is morning. I'm uh, out here for some some work stuff, man, on the West Coast, sitting in a hotel room, having this conversation. The old podcasting from the hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good news, right? We just we can share it anywhere we go. We can even podcast anywhere we go, right on the fly. So I see you got some pretty decent coffee. You weren't forced to have to make coffee in the little four cup coffee pot they give you in the hotel. Nope. Nope. I was able to circumvent that whole situation and find some, some real coffee, man. Whenever I see that coffee pot and those little, I'm like, who's this for? Like who, who uses this? Like when I'm in a hotel room, I'm like, it's just to sleep and get out. I'm like, who's kicking it? (laughs) <laughs> like in their hotel room it's like you know i need to make a pot of coffee and by a pot of coffee i mean pretty much only something that'll be able to fill up a 12 ounce cup yep. but somehow they made a whole pot just for you know one cup of coffee yeah about you know make a little coffee sit on this bed cause the sciatic nerve <laughs> sit on this killer for the rest of the day pleather commercial yeah. furniture well nice well i'm 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 glad that i'm glad for technology and the ability to uh to connect even though you're you're out there we got two hours uh we're two hours apart you being on the west coast and me being in in the midwest but here we are on the Larcast, continuing to go through the gospel of john you're up to bat today but i just okay. have to make a just make mention of a funny text I got this past week. Um, our friend um, and friend of the network, more than a friend, uh, Mike Gutierrez texted me. We've brought Mike up before. And so he oh, listened yeah. to the last episode and there's lots of mentions of, you know, certain daily bodily functions in the last couple episodes and uh, means by which you can clean yourself up. And he, he messaged me, he goes, so when you do a podcast like that, when you say things like that, like how many, how many emails do you get of people who are like, bro, what are you guys talking about? And I didn't, I didn't reply to him. Uh, All I I sent back to him was the bidet is the way that's all I sent back. But in my head, I was thinking like, Mike, it's just not like when you and I were on staff at a large yeah. evangelical church where if we crack a funny on stage or like say the littlest thing wrong, you know, like someone's cornering us in the commons to really talk to us about this thing, or we're getting an email that's like five pages long over like one wrong thing we said from the stage. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little, little, little different, man, with what we do for sure. <laughs> it's um, one. I mean, you have to, you have to always. It's one of the things I always laugh about is, like, I mean, Lark is very, very, very serious about the scandalous news of God's grace and all that it entails and what He has revealed to us in the Scripture, and the life that flows from that. But we're not real serious about much else. You know, like the beauty of the gospel for me is it's not this, the gospel isn't this call to like, to get serious about your faith. Okay. It's, it's actually an invitation to stop taking yourself so seriously. You're loved. You can, you can relax. You can, you can laugh at some things here and there, <laughs> maybe yeah. all the time. It'd probably be good for your soul. And we do that. And so I think that helps, but there, you know, we have, had you know a few people here and there that might reach out with you know an issue but it's pretty few and far between i mean i remember one time here recently one guy who none of us even know stumbled across one of our posts about the podcast and thought it it would it was his it was his responsibility to get on our instagram page man and just like just go to town dude trying to make fun of us yeah and within like maybe 15 minutes Five people responded to this dude. Um, and they, they really had some conversations with him. And, then, and uh, from what I could tell, somebody even went as far as figuring out who he was and finding his phone number and calling him. So, yeah, yeah well, we don't when really you get a whole lot of pushback, man, I, I mean, people yeah. think things for sure that we just we just don't really ever hear it. Yeah. Well, when you, you know make fun of us and you know on instagram and then you have in your personal profile a link to your website with your personal information on there (laughs) um someone's gonna text you like to your phone and be like let's talk (laughs) what's up want to hop on a call (laughs) yeah it was just so funny to watch all that play out and then um, he, because Mike, yeah. Mike, who I mentioned earlier, Mike was involved with that too, and um, you know yeah. a few others. And within like, within like ten minutes, he deleted his comment. He did. He did. But I, I remember. I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll spill. I'll spill the beans. I was the one that found his number. I text him, and I was just like, "Hey, dude, good call deleting that post." But for real, man, like it's all love, dude. Like if you have reached out to us as a friend, like we'd welcome you with open arms. Yeah, yeah, we did. Love to have a conversation. Love to meet you. Love to hang out. Just might want to refrain from hopping on our page and intentionally just being an absolute jerk to us. Yeah, my yeah, things like even know try, us. try Jesus, not us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty, all right. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so. that was awesome. So if you're thinking about unloading on us on social media, you know, just just know that we take pleasure in uh, having that conversation and involving others in it, too. Some people might call it bullied. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some people might call it harassment. Um, I just I, it's just, you know, we're just having fun. We're just having fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, what you got? You're finishing up chapter one. Finishing up, man. John, chapter one. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So we're kind of picking up towards the end of chapter one, which you've already mentioned. 
you know, Jesus has already been made, it's already been made known through John the Baptist of who he is, you know, behold the Lamb of God, here he is, we, it's, a uh, check out the last two episodes, I feel like, um, that was a lot of fun, man, unpacking that, and then that goes right into verse 35, where Jesus calls the first disciples, it says, the next day again, John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, behold, right there, guys, see that, that's the Lamb of God, the one that we've been talking about, the one who comes to take away the sins of the world. Take a look there, fellas. <laughs> yeah, someone pay attention to. This is who I've been talking about. So verse 37, it says, the two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, hey, what are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the 10th hour. One of the two who heard John speak and followed Jesus was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Okay, He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah. All right? We have found the Christ. Literally, that word means the Christ. He says he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which means Peter. Hmm. All right. Then verse 43, it says, the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee, found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew, Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, hey, man, listen, we have found him who Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote about, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of, jo the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, well, <laughs> come and see. <laughs> so... Verse 47, we'll get into all of this. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Big exclamation point there. Hmm. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And Jesus answered him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. So you believe? Listen, you will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the son of man. Mm. So, so, you know, as you know. Oh, you, you, oh you thought that fig tree thing was cool? <laughs> Just yeah. wait, homie. Yeah. Yeah, there's something. There's something else coming here, man. He's, uh, you know, there's, these are sometimes like for me, these are sometimes the, you know, the verses that you can just read through really quick, right? Yeah. They're, when you're reading your Bible, sometimes you'll skip over them, right? You're, you're, you're trying to get to, you know, these other parts in the scriptures that, man, really speak to this thing that you're struggling with or really speak to somebody that, that needs an encouraging word or a rebuke or, you know, like whatever, whatever your reasons or that's something you have to take up with Jesus. Um, but I feel like it's in these simple verses like this that you really start to see some pretty, some pretty powerful things that are really important, things that can really begin to shape your understanding of who God is and even begin to really shape how you start to look at life and following Jesus. And it's in these like little subtle things. So like, for instance, 
you know, you've got these guys that have been following John around. John's been talking about the Messiah. Jesus shows up. John makes it known. This is him. This is the one who was promised. This is God among us in flesh, the Messiah, the mm -hmm. Christ. And so they're like, well, man, can we follow you? Right? Yeah. And Jesus literally like, come follow me. And they do. And we, we read that. And I've noticed like in the Christian world, like following Jesus, man, it's like a big catchphrase. Right? Yeah. following Jesus. And there's all these things that are out there, man, about how we follow Jesus. And it can be pretty exhaustive, man. You know, the, you know, the expectations that often get tied to this journey, they, they get over-spiritualized, I guess you could say. Yeah. And you can find yourself really quickly with this idea of following Jesus that results in you going and doing a lot of things that actually aren't about trusting Jesus at all. Mm. So you can really get off track, right? Pretty quickly when you over-spiritualize some of these phrases, right? Like, like, follow me. And you can also be handed so many expectations to meet and so many conditions to keep that you can also find yourself just giving up. Hmm. I mean, if we've seen anything in the last 10 years, it's droves of people, man, that have been burnt out and burdened in the name of following Jesus. Yeah. A lot of people even walking away. Right. And what I like about this is it's actually pretty simple. It's, uh, oh, yeah, follow me. I'm going to go over here and get some food. Let's go. I'm going to go over here and, right? and while we're eating over here, I'm going to have a conversation about this. Come be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Like they're just with him is the point. To follow a rabbi, okay? Right. To follow him around, man. It's, 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 it's literally to just be, to be with him. Yeah. To be with him and to learn from him. Yeah. And the simple everyday flow of life. Right. Well, it's like um, later on, not to, not to spoil it, but in later on, Jesus is about to, he's about to leave, you know, he's about to face his passion and he looks at the disciples and goes, I'm going to a place where you guys can't come. Mm -hmm. um, but as what, what some of his very last words to Peter are still follow me. And so it's this idea like what you're saying almost reminds me of what John was saying. He goes, when he was being questioned, are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? He goes, no, I'm the voice crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And how the, the Jewish leaders at the time made knowing God and being known by God, life with God, involvement, inclusion in the kingdom, such a maze that made it a complicated maze. And that touches on like what you're talking about follow me was this clear, um, relational inviting, um, thing that cut through the noise of the Jewish religious maze, but yeah. we've almost turned, we've like reverted follow following Jesus back to that same complicated maze in yeah. which John spoke out in which Jesus was introduced. And so it's kind of crazy you know, Jesus was the breath of fresh air in the maze of, of religion, but now he's been hijacked and co-opted for that same complicated approach. Yeah. Yeah. The, the desire for control, man, right. It, it, it always wants to bring complexity into everything possible because it's just, it's always giving you one more chance every day. You have one more chance to do this or to do that or to not do this or to not do that to say this, to not say this. You have all these things that you can do every day 
to assure yourself that you're okay. Hmm. And we love that. It's, I think as much as we talk about a life of faith, we, we really are oftentimes myself included, um, much more desirous of a life of sight. Yeah. Things that we can, that we can really control. And I think that's why we often over spiritualize these things. And we take something that's very good and simple and beautiful. And we just straight up undo it, man. Hmm. And we can go into a million, you know, examples of that. I feel like we have in a variety of ways, you know, on this podcast over the, you know, the past year. But in this case, you just have a couple of, of everyday dudes who decide, I'm just going to go be with him. Whatever he's doing, wherever he's going, I'm just going to go be a part of it. And I'm going to listen and I'm going to learn like everybody else as we go through the everyday flow of life. Yeah. And I just, I think that's just, again, it's one of those little things that you can just read right, right past, you know what I mean? When, yeah. you're, when you're reading the scriptures and it's like, no, no, there's something, there's something really encouraging here. And of course, you know, we see, you know, Andrew show up and, you know, from Andrew, right. You then see, you know, Peter come along. And if I had a dollar for every sermon I've heard about, you know, Hey man, I know the people around you don't seem real important. You don't really know. You don't feel like you're really out there, like really advancing the kingdom the way that you should. But what you don't know is that some of those people among them could be an Andrew. And an <laughs> Andrew is who goes and tells his brother, Peter, mm. and man, when Peter comes and joins your church and grabs a hold of the gospel, man, look at what Peter did. I'm like, you mean like the trying to kill a Roman soldier, always sticking his foot in his mouth. Um, just being straight up racist and not hanging out with you mean the biggest pain in Jesus' ass. <laughs> right. So man, you know, Andrew might lead you to Peter. Yeah, and then you're gonna have your hands full. <laughs> <laughs> right. But again, what do we do? We have to over spiritualize these things, and it's like, no, Andrew probably was like, hey, the Messiah, you know, the one we've always heard about. Yeah, he's here. John just said so, right? Until yeah, he tells his brother he's excited about it. His brother comes and he sees him, and you know, Jesus tells him, Hey man, your name's Peter now, right? Was Simon, is now Peter. You know, that means rock. Um, and dude, this is this is really important because man, people don't realize the, the significance that goes into that, you know, that little that little scene right there. Because I mean, when Jesus tells Peter, Hey, you're a rock now. That's, that's huge because what he's pointing to, man, is like, like the word, like literally just, you know, like a rock on the ground. Just rock. <laughs> Again, one of those things, man, that we Some all Catholic is over. listening to this and like, it's just like, I hate you guys. <laughs> Well, we, I, myself, man, like even in preparing for this, I was going back to, you know, think through things and notes, man, over the years of preaching and teaching. And I could even find places, man, where I was trying to, you know, probably like 15 years ago, I remember doing a sermon on this and I was trying to find some way to really like speak into this like name change for Peter. But what we don't realize is like the word literally just means like a rock on the ground. <laughs> it doesn't, there's no... There's it's no solid rock, bro. Yeah. You can, you can build stuff on top of it. You can throw it through a window. You can hit yeah. someone in the head with it. You yeah. can paint it. 
You can make yeah, it for pet. some reason. Jesus, I don't know if it's a sense of humor. I don't know if it's because man, there's a bunch of Simons running around here. <laughs> so I'm calling you, calling you Peter Manford, you know, just for simplicity sake. I mean, I don't know, but again, that, that's just a fun note, but this is to me like where it gets a little, uh, it, it gets, it gets pretty cool in the story because from here you've got Philip and Nathaniel. Okay. That are showing up and Philip, is, you know, telling Nathaniel, like, hey, man, you know, the Messiah, the one that was promised, the one that, you know, that everything's pointed to. Yeah, he's here. He's here. He's here. You know, Jesus of Nazareth. And, you know, Nathaniel's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, really? Like, serious? Like, can can anything good come? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so this is, to me, like, you know, looking at this, I'm like, okay, there's no Old Testament prophecy about the Messiah coming from Nazareth, okay, that, you know, that Nathaniel would have been familiar with and, you know, we're not familiar with. It's, it's not there. And hearing about Jesus of Nazareth, he doesn't probably know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, which the scriptures prophesied the Messiah would, right, come from. Right. Which Jesus did. But Nathaniel probably doesn't know this. Yeah. So I just found myself kind of laughing at his scoffing at the town that Jesus came from. This, like, this is, I mean, Nazareth is the middle of nowhere. It's a podunk town. It's a place where Gentiles, right, frolicked in things that people would have looked down upon and wanted to stay clear from. And you definitely sort of see this, uh, this, this thing in, in Nathaniel, almost kind of like that status thing in a sense. Mm. I'm wondering if that's what's going on there. Uh, another, another, another case of, Hey, you know, that thing about humanity, like, you know, progressing over the, over time. Yeah. It's not true. It's, uh, you know, we're looking at a story 2000 years ago where a guy is literally looking at a dude who's they're saying is the coming Messiah. And he's questioning, can he associate himself with him based off of where he's from? Yeah. Cause to follow this rabbi would mean that you now get associated with the podunk town. Right. Your status just was lowered yeah, by hopping on this train. And he seems like he's fearful of it. These Bible times are so primitive. You know, we were just kind of (laughs) like, we weren't as as evolved. We weren't as educated. Mm -mm. Um, You know, it's 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 different times now. We're we're more elevated. We're smarter. Um, There's more technology. We don't really worry about you know, status and associating ourselves with like certain people and movements and podcasts and ideologies and worrying about like what other people think. No, oh, no. oh, wait. Yeah. That's like all we do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like, again, you read right through it and it's like, no, look, look at this. He, this dude is dealing with the same fears that we deal with, man the same desire to be enough through what it is that you're a part of what you say, what you do, what you don't do. Right. Yeah. He's got that same thing we've got going on. Mm -hmm. The same unbelief that's in his life is the same unbelief that we struggle with that we're Mm -hmm. already enough, man, because we're already in him. Yeah. And so he's got to question this. And I love Philip's answer to him, man. He's like, man, come and see. But they ask question, can anything good come from Nazareth? Dude, come and see come and see so simple just check it out yeah give it give it 
an honest, give it an honest look. Yeah. Give it an honest look. You're, you're free. I love that because it was just a cool reminder to me of, and we really are free to not need all the answers. If you see anything right within Christendom is this desire for knowledge of all things to have all the answers, not just for your own life, but of course you got to have all the answers for all the people around you that you're talking to about Jesus. But you actually don't have all the answers and you never will. And you don't need them because according to the scriptures, which we'll see later on as we keep going through passages, Jesus was pretty, pretty plain, man, that, um, he made it, he made it, he made it very, very clear that we were witnesses. We were witnesses of a story. And thankfully that's all we ever need to be man, for each other is a witness is someone who can say, look, dude, just come and see, come and see. I'll walk through the scriptures with you. If you want, come and see if Jesus is who he says he is. Yeah. That's good. I really, really like that. And a life of faith seems very, very odd um, to a world fixated on control. Um, You know, easy, clear next steps. um, Achievable and, um, you know, markable. Not markable is not the right. um, You you can gauge these, your progress. Yep. And it's like, man, just come and see follow me yeah come be with me yeah yeah it's uh come be with me it's just you're going where he's going you're you're doing what he's doing the invitation to the people around you that you're talking to him about him is come and see Hmm. and i don't mean like come to this event right Uh, i think it's much more like i don't know friendship let's hang out yeah. Let's, let's look, let's look to some scriptures together, man. Come and see who he is. And so I'll just go ahead and close with this. Of course, uh, you know, Jesus sees, you know, Nathaniel coming. He says, Hey, here, here's this guy. There's this, this is a guy where there's, there's no deceit in him. Right. And of course he's not referring to him somehow being perfect because we know he's not. The scriptures are pretty plain about that. No one is righteous. No, not one. You know, um, this is a, a direct statement speaking to this guy's a straight shooter. Okay, he's a straight shooter. You you'll know you'll know what he's thinking because he'll tell you. Mm. And so he responds and says, you know, hey, I saw you when you were beneath the fig tree. He's like, what? Like his mind's blown. How 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 could you have seen me there? And of course, you could take this and look and go, well, this is God in the flesh who's dwelling among us. So he, yeah, probably saw you long before. And, you know, you have different people, man, that can run with that passage to try to mean this or try to mean that. But what I love that we can know from the text is for some reason out of that, he responds with, you are the Messiah. I believe I'm here. I'm in. Okay. And Jesus responds to him with this, like, really? Like just that? That's all I needed to, that's all I needed to say. Okay. It's almost kind of this like nonchalant sort of response. But then he looks at him and just makes it known to him, like, hey, man, you're going to see something far greater than this. Okay, so we're clear. You're going to see heaven open up and the angels descending. And it's a direct reference to Jacob's, okay, Jacob's vision that you see in the book of Genesis, Jacob's ladder. And what I love about that is it all ties into what John's been showing us so far in in this letter, okay, in this gospel. 
that ladder is now here among us. Hmm. Okay. And the thing that's so mind blowing to me that I just cannot still get over is that this reference of this ladder that, that Jesus is pointing to and saying, what you're going to see, man, is far greater. It's not a ladder as in like, hey, here's how you can now get to God. It's a direct reference to this is, this is God who's now come down the ladder to dwell with you. Hmm. I've made my home in people. Among you, I now dwell. I and you and you and me as one together in the Father. This is life. This is union with God. That's what you're going to see. You're going to see that made known for mm. the whole cosmos. I love it, dude. Yeah. Chapter one in the books. There it is. So until Good stuff, uh, man, thanks for following along. If you've been listening, hopefully you're encouraged. Um, if uh, you feel the need to reach out, introduce yourself, say hi. There's a lot of ways you could do that. Um, send us an email hello at larksite.com reach out through Instagram do not make fun of us <laughs> on a public post that's not the way to become friends with us I mean it could be I mean it could yeah. could be depends on how you play it um, if you start busting our balls out of the gate in a friendly way then you're probably most assuredly going to become friends with us yeah um, but uh, yeah, no, reach out. We'd love to, to meet you. Russ, good job today, man. Loved it. And uh, until next time, cheers. Yeah, cheers.